Haven't the flowers been beautiful this year? Absolutely beautiful. This picture was taken just last week in front of the church. And um, just a show of hands, raise your hand if you were part of our grounds crew this year. If you helped to weed or if you helped to plant. Oh, we have a couple of, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and a couple more, yes, Alana, thank you. Um, this year, the, the crew under uh, Deb Benson's um, uh, direction just did an amazing job. Thank you so much for your efforts uh, from the very spring to now, and even now as we get starting to get things ready for the fall, which will come eventually, and then, of course, what follows fall, but we won't talk about that right now. It's a lot of work to be involved with gardening. And when you put in the work, you do see the results, and that's rewarding. This past summer, we had an opportunity to put in a little backyard um, four-by-eight plot in, in the back of our yard, put in a couple of tomato plants and uh, cucumbers, and it has been a joy because you go out and you have these fresh vegetables each day. It's a lot of work. Gardening is a lot of work. You got to get your hands dirty, literally. You got to kind of get in there and you got to kind of stay with it and make sure that things are properly cared for and nurtured. But if you do, there is that promise, that expectation of harvest. Harvest is a wonderful image. Jesus uses the image of the harvest to talk about God's kingdom, to talk about how God's kingdom flourishes. The harvest is plentiful, he says at the earlier part of Matthew's gospel. But the laborers are few, so pray that God would send the laborers into the harvest. And God does send laborers into the harvest. In Jesus' ministry, he sends Peter and James and John, the other apostles. He sends them helpers. And even though this gang can't always get it right, even though this gang often misunderstands Jesus, they get their hands dirty. They're involved in the day-to-day -day ministry, the bringing in of the kingdom of God. And so at a point just before this parable that we have for today, Peter asks a question. What then will we have? What's going to be the result of all of our hard work and labor? What kind of harvest can we expect? What kind of wages have we earned? What kind of... And Jesus first answers by saying, don't worry, Peter. God's going to take care of you. And then he tells them this parable. But you see, the parable is not told just to Peter and James and John. It's told to Christ's church. It's told to you and to me, to all who have been involved in the labor of God's kingdom, the praying and the work, the day-to-day -day announcing and preparing for that kingdom of God. It's human nature that if you put in a good day's work, 
you will receive a good day's pay. If you work in a garden, it's a human expectation that you will receive the reward of a fruitful harvest. That's part of what's on Peter's mind as he asks the question to Jesus. What is in it for us who follow? And Jesus offers this parable as a corrective, as an encouragement to see the bigger picture. He tells this parable to the disciples. That's important. This is an insider story. This isn't a story for the masses, for those who have yet to see or wonder what the kingdom of God is like. No, this is for those who have experienced that. He tells the story to them in order to teach them what's at the heart of the gospel. And to tell them that what's at the heart of the gospel is differentiated from the usual expectations of the world. He differentiates between the economies, the way things work in the Roman world and in the world in the kingdom of God. So let's first take a look at the kingdom of Rome. Kingdom of Rome, the kingdom of the world, this is how it worked in the first century, but guess what? 21 centuries later, or 20 centuries later, it's still much of how the world works, the world in which we live. You see, there is status, and there is a ranking in the world, and that's critical. We check the size of portfolios. We check whose grass is mowed. We make sure that things are about even between folks on our level. And we make sure that we do our dawndest not to slip down the ladder. And we hope that our children will climb the ladder above the rung that we live at. Status and ranking, wealth, privilege, power, all these things are important. And we pay attention to them. In the kingdom of Rome, there is patronage. Leela, would you scratch my back right here? I'll, I'll be sure to... All right, and then and here, I'll scratch yours, okay? We do that all the time, don't we? If you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. If I'm nice to you, then what do we expect? People are nice to us, right? That, that kind of back and forth. Well, that's the way it worked in the Roman world. It works in our world as well. We're nice to those who are nice to us. Also in the Roman world, you earn, you hold what you earn, and you spend it on yourself. Does that sound familiar? Uh-huh. That's what we do, right? What we're focused on is taking care of because we know that if we don't do that, there isn't going to be a lot of folks out there taking care of us. It's the way the world works. On all of these counts, Peter and the disciples expect that all their work for God's kingdom is going to result in a nice, healthy reward. And so they imagine how shocked they must have been when they get to the point of the parable when they thought they'd receive more, but 
Each of them also received the usual daily wage when all of their efforts resulted in the same reward as those who came at the end of the day. That's crazy. That's not fair. That's not the way it should work. That's not, and then Jesus says, but that is the way of the kingdom. You see, the kingdom of God operates in a different economy. It operates under a different set of rules. The primary one is one of reversal. Those on the bottom are lifted up high, and those on the top are asked to bend low and to serve. The kingdom of God is one in which the disciples, those who are followers of Jesus, serve others. The kingdom of God is one in which we receive from God's grace only to turn around and return it to others. It's a different way. Based on the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God centers on God's goodness, on God's goodness above all things. That's why at the end of the parable, the landowner gives the same. Because the landowner has compassion on all. The landowner has compassion on those who are there the whole day, as well as those who are idle who are judged useless for most of the day. And then they come in at the last. The economy of God centers on Christ's service to us. Immediately following this passage, Jesus, for the third time in Matthew's Gospel, will predict that he will suffer. He will suffer. We are invited to follow we're invited to adjust our expectations, to adopt a new standard. Let the last be first. We are invited to think about grace because no matter how hard we have been working, no matter how dirty we've gotten our hands, at the end of the day, as Martin Luther wisely saw, at the end of the day, it is by God's grace that we receive any reward. It is God's love and God's grace that has accepted us. It is that same love and that grace that accepts others as well. And so we're invited to have compassion for all people and to be of service, to be a part of God's hospitality and welcome in this place. So let's stop our grumbling. Let's stop our grumbling. And instead, instead of us being upset as to who we might reach out to as a church, to whom we might welcome in our doors, to whom we are caring and focusing our time and energy on, let us stop grumbling and instead rejoice. Rejoice because God is good and because God is good. We have a share in God's grace and in God's love. Last picture. Dirty hands, a good day's work. Very shortly, the flowers outside won't be lasting very long.
right? The winter will come. But before that winter comes, let's get our hands dirty. And let's plant some bulbs for the spring. Because as we plant those bulbs, we work towards a future. A future in which God will cause those bulbs to blossom and to flourish. Let us be a part of God's work, rejoicing. Amen.